Digital Drift, number 45, recorded Wednesday, 15th of January, 2014. Never mind the Buzz Geeks, volume 5. The 90s sucked. Welcome back to Nevermind the Buzz Geeks. This is our first non-live show since late 2011, and I'm very happy to welcome back Blue Team Captain Michael Fox of the Little Metal Dog Show. Michael. Magnetic. What? What? Bitches. <laughs> and Red Team Captain Neil Taylor of Game Burst. We're live at the Shatterdome this time around, aren't we? We are. On Michael's team is former digital cowboy Paul Shotton. Hello. And on Neil's team, for the first time on Gonzo, it's Forum Lurker and Year of Disney Projecteer, Matt Wetter. Good evening. So what have you guys been up to in the past two years since we last met for one of these? Two years? Three years. Good two God. Years. Yep. Was it really two years? Three years. It was late 2011, and it is now the beginning of 2014. The last one we did was uh, when I was staying with my parents-in-law, and it was... Um, it was very, very quiet because I couldn't say anything loud. And we were talking about toys. <laughs> <laughs> What's changed? Uh, I have a job and I'm trying to quit smoking. Michael? Um, I have been firmly strengthening my grip on the world of games and stuff. And also losing my ability to walk. Ha- Sorry. Please roll back there. One <laughs> Explain. second. Oh, I've just got my my back is is fucked. Um the we're allowed to swear on this now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, no, we, we did right. a lot previously. Well, it it's counting fucked and um <laughs> basically the the nerves at the bottom of them are knackered and that means that my legs hurt every time I Jesus. walk, move or exist. So that's fun. Um What are you doing so, about it? I'm in the middle of uh, a war with the NHS trying to get it all sorted. But hey, it hasn't stopped me from thinking about the 1990s a lot. <laughs> when you could walk without pain. That's uh, it. A bigger <laughs> question, how dreamy. do I make that funny? Those dreamy halcyon... Oh, fuck yeah, I'd take this out myself, so feel free. Will they be using an MRI machine? Uh, they will be using an MRI machine. Oh, magnetic resonance. Pass. Uh, Paul, what is your, uh, what's your business been for the past two years? Uh, I am also uh, I now like back in permanent employment and am about fifty pounds lighter than when we last did this. So, yay! You lost know. more weight than my child. Yes, I did indeed in the in the space of seven months. So that's uh, that was last year. So yeah, that's probably of of all the things I've done lately, it's probably the most significant. I've also I'm also at the moment actually training for a five k, uh, which obviously you don't really need to strictly speaking need to do that but it's a sort of discipline thing so getting up stupidly early in the morning that kind of thing so i'm, I'm uh, yeah a bit more active than i used to be so that's i think that's fair to say uh matt as it's my first one i think since the well the two since years, late since 2011 I, what have you done <laughs> since i last listened to, to the buzz geeks um I've, well i guess i was watching disney films and then the following year recovering from watching disney films oh yeah <laughs> truly an inspirational uh, project Fuck it, let's go on. And and failing to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. God damn it! (laughs) Anyway, uh, so... Sorry, had to get in there. 
I still own the DVD. It hasn't been charity shopped yet. I'm sorry you bought it. What we're talking about here is actually a Christmas movies uh, review marathon that Matt and I went through in uh, late 2013. And Matt gave up halfway through Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I seem to remember he was playing his PSP at the time, or was that another one? Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. That was The Ref. Another really, really cool Christmas movie. Well, you know, if you're playing your PSP at the same time, or it could have been his DS, of course you're going to get distracted. I bought, um, what was it? Was it just so shit? The Santa Claus. Why? Why? I wanted to buy one that I hadn't seen before, take a chance and go, well, maybe I'm just an old Scrooge and it'll be really good. No, turns out that the film that I'm probably just an old Scrooge and probably should see is Elf. Everyone seems to like that for some reason. Grown adults. It was a Tim Allen film. That should be all you needed to know to go, no. FYI, I saw Elf this year and it actually is quite nice. I mean, it's not exactly my kind of film, but I got a laugh. You know, it's sweet-natured, it's heartwarming, it's everything a Christmas movie should be. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is just brilliant, and Matt should totally watch it. Oh, I should have left in my question about Jungle to Jungle. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, right, let's get on. So we have various rounds in store for our contestants, and we're going to warm up with a quick-fire trivia round that will take us through the decade. One point per question, additional points for genuinely funny wrong answers. And remember to call out your team colour. So basically, if you have the answer, even if I'm halfway through the question, just shout out red or blue. Okay, can I just check, just to make You're sure, blue. I'm blue. I always You've forget. always been blue. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't mind this, because I get the points. Neil's always been red. And uh, Paul, you're blue. Matt, blue. Red. Okay, I can remember this. I have a large blue tablecloth in front of me. Okay, That's I, just, I remember that Eiffel 65 song. Question, <laughs> question one. What rather important spacey thing was launched in April 24th, 1990? Red. Red. Hubble. Hubble Space Telescope, correct. Ooh, get her with a question, we're getting it right. Question two, what was the name of the waste pouch made fleetingly popular in the early Red. 90s? Red. Bum bag. Or, or fanny pack. Fanny pack. Yes. Uh, question three, who was released from prison February 2nd, 1990? Blue. Blue. Mr. Nelson Mandela and lots of other people. Correct. I would imagine right. yes. The film was good, by the way. Oh, was it? Cool. Yes. That's, is that Idris Elba? Yes, it was. Playing someone well. Yep. Uh, What conflagration slash military fireworks display began on August 24th, 1990? Blue. Blue. The Iraq War. Also known as Operation Desert Desert Storm. Storm. Correct, that's one for blue. Uh, What rather important computery thing was launched on August 6th, 1991? Blimey. Red. Red. Mega Drive? New. Blue. Yep. The internet. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It was the, the, the World Wide Web. The first Wide Web. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's another one for blue. Uh, what did the police beating of a chap named Rodney King precipitate on April 29th, Red. 1992? Red? The LA riots. Correct. Fuck. Okay, um, just in case... the hadn't been made abundantly clear this thing was recorded a year ago and i had no fucking clue that question would prove to be quite so pertinent to this year <sighs> sorry i gotta stop doing these one two three four five six that's correct if you're french la riots 
This is you're going neck and neck so far. This is good. It's nice and heated. On the night of June twenty third, nineteen ninety three, what did Lorena Bobbitt do to her red husband John? Fuck, I heard why, red I'm first. Say red. Why did I say red, dickhead? <laughs> I heard red twice. <laughs> she cut off his penis. She did indeed, and thus shot him to undeserved fame. Yeah, didn't he end up being a porn star? He did. He ended up, he ended up being a porn star and had a career in the a brief fleeting career in the WCW. Let's oh not forget. God. Let's not forget that she uh, accused him allegedly of raping her on that night. So he's not that much of a cuddly chap. Uh, what 1993 pop song did New Labour lead a successful Red. election? Blue. Red. Dream. Things can only get better. Oh, done. And did they? Mm. For a while. For a while. <laughs> yeah. Things can only get better. And then in parentheses, for a while. A little bit of column A, a little bit from column B. Who was the keyboard player for that battle? Blue. Blue. Uh, the science man, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dr. Brian. Yes. What... <laughs> event in summer 1997 changed the way news is disseminated on a global level blue blue the launch of bbc news 24 which event in late summer late august 1997 changed the way the news is disseminated on a global level 1997 red Creation of RSS? Nope. It was the sudden accidental death of Princess Diana. Shit, oh. that's what I was actually thinking. I was like, what the hell? Always go sure that was a news thing. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's specifically that, that I could go into a vast thing about it, but because that suddenly we woke up and it was like, oh shit, stuff's happening. Suddenly the uh, microphones were being brought out into the street and suddenly the people were telling the newscasters how the people felt and suddenly it became much more about uh, cops and people telling us how the British public felt rather than the news telling us themselves. 42nd US President Bill Clinton was impeached in December 1998 and charged with perjury, obstruction of justice. But what had he actually done? Red. Blue. Red. He'd received a blowjob. He was fellated by an intern named Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Is that a crime? Mm, the lying about it part. <laughs> Yes, the perjury part, absolutely. But uh, I believe Chris Rock said, you don't need the Supreme Court for that. You could take that to the People's Court or Judge Judy. <laughs> but two points. Can anyone explain briefly and accurately what people thought the Y2K bug would do? Blue. Blue. It would basically destroy all computers and all. it, it seemed like all technology in the world, throwing us back to a prehistoric... <laughs> Kind You've got of the outcome, but why specifically would it happen on Y2K? Uh, because our computers' dates, uh, date systems, were going to flip from basically 1999 back to uh, 1900 because the dates were only uh, the computers were only built to do the dates with two two digits. Yep. Um, and, of and course, that would send us back into the past. And the computers in a state of existential malaise would shut themselves down. That's it. Oh, it's all very old around here now. <laughs> Going well, hang on, I haven't even been invented yet. Yeah, that's basically the line of thought that they thought that the uh, Y2K bug would go under. So at the end of that round, it's really close right now. Uh, we have got uh, blue have five points and red have six points. I remember the boo only. Boo. Are you saying boo or boo-urns? Boo. Boo-urns. <laughs> boo <-urns. laughs> boo <-urns. laughs> okay, right. Uh, our next round is 
indecipherable lyrics. Oh, God. First, we listen to a bit of song, and then our contestants take a wild stab in the dark at what was being gibbered at us back in the 1990s. There are up to three points at stake per song. Red Team, you're first up with... Oh, oh yes. It's Ebenezer Good from 1992 by The Shaman. There's a guy in the place who's got a bit of sweet face And he goes by the name of Ebenezer Good His friends call him Ezer and he is the main geezer And he vibe by the place like no other man could He's refined, he's sublime, he makes you feel fine They're very much maligned and misunderstood But if you know Ezer, he's a real crowd pleaser He's ever so good, he's Ebenezer Good You see that he's mischievous, mysterious and devious When he circulates amongst the people in the place Once you know he's fun, and something of a genius He gives a grin that goes around face to face to face Backwards and then forwards, forwards and then backwards Ezer is a geezer, he loves to muscle in That's about the time the crowd has shout the name of Ezer He's crotched in the corner laughing by the base so uh, this one is for red team and that is uh, neil and matt uh, i've got one two, eight lines here so uh, uh you get up to three points depending on how accurate you are on them it starts with theirs yeah, there's a guy in the place who's got a bit of sweet face and he goes by the name of Ebenezer Good. After that, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> Matt? I didn't even get that far. I got naughty, naughty, very naughty. Oh, true, sure, yep. Yeah, I forgot about that one. A great philosopher once wrote, naughty, naughty, very naughty. And his, then... His friends called him... Ezer. And, and he is... Oh, oh, God, yeah, and he's the main geezer. Oh. <laughs> And he'll do something. Oh, God. Come on, I know this. Come on. Do you want to hand this one over? I think I can give you at least one point for what you've... Do you want to... If you, does, do you know any more of the rest of it? Because I can give you up to two points. He's a good... He's a good... He's a good. <laughs> I think you get one for that. <coughs> Michael, do you want to have a go? Yeah. His friends call him easy and he is the main geezer and he'll vibe around the place like no other man could. Yep. He's... Um, refined and sublime. Yep. Uh, he makes you feel um, fine, and he's very much maligned and misunderstood. Yep. And um, two more lines. But oh, fuck. If you know, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I'm gonna give oh, you it? one. Oh. But if you know, he's a he's a real crowd pleaser. Yep. And my brain is stopping. He's ever so good. He's Ebenezer good. Oh, there you go. That's all it. one point apiece will do good on that one. I'll tell you what? something. I'll tell you something. Did you know that song is about drugs? It is. He's are good. But the best bit is the fact they actually had to report on that on the news. Yeah. So Jesus Christ, what did you think Purple Haze was about? Or anything by the Beatles after 1965. Yes. For a bonus point, we have an odd one out selection. Which of the following is not an album by The Shaman? In Gorbachev We Trust, Forward, Slaggle Rock, and Hempton Manor. This is for Red. In Gorbachev We Trust, Forward, that's P-H-O-R-W-A-R-D, Slaggle Rock, and Hempton Manor. Oh, God, those all sound quite believable. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go with Matt. I'll go with Matt. Slaggle Rock. It is indeed Slaggle Rock. It was not a uh, (laughs) album by The Shaman. Well done. Okay, so Blue Team, your Chanteuses. Chanteuses? How do you say that? (coughs) Chanteuses. Right, Blue Team, your Chanteuses of the death metal scene are 
Cannibal Corpse. Oh, oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Good choice on that one because you shouldn't have given it to say the Cannibal Corpse fan. With a yeah, because I knew you'd get it. With a little ditty from 1993 named Hammer Smashed Face. Oh yeah. To be good on a ukulele. <laughs> okay, right. So, uh, Paul and Michael, go Paul, for it. this is all yours because I, 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 I just heard beautiful um, romantic lyrics. Uh, what? Uh, I've actually sang this song in rock band. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it, and when I say sing, I use it in the loosest possible sense because it's all talkies. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, I have actually studied the lyrics, but I cannot for the life of me something it's something about killing you at some point um, there is a bit where I'll give you uh, one point for killing you well yeah there's that in there and, it, and then there's I seem to recall further on the song is crushing cranial something or the other um, but I, to be honest I cannot for the life of me understand any of that uh, it's in, it's just makes absolutely no sense at all and if you it's, want to sort of like, basically if you sang exactly like he did and said these are the words we couldn't really tell you you were wrong no uh, yeah uh, it, it could have been a cover to a Westlife song or something that's, that's all I could tell here death metal <laughs> It's the Duncan Hills coffee jingle. Uh, frankly, I mean, it's not as good as fucked with a knife, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, that's 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 that much is clear. It's not, not masterful as that. Yeah, exactly. Carry on, Neil. Do you want to have tune. a wild stab at this one? Is it a wild stab when you're a fan of the band and you grew up listening to them? It, it's less so if you if you've got the lyrics painted on your walls. Yeah, personally, I, I'd I'd like I'd to know what the words are. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it, as I say, it's, it's not. It's it's a bit more melancholy compared to say, was ripped from a. It's cut. But you know, it's it's sort of okay. I mean, that's the I kind mean, of that's the level of that's the level we're talking here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Sorry, Neil, guys, no clue. Neil, what are they? Oh, fuck it. Now, give me a second. Um, without looking at lyric sites, obviously. Uh, Oh my it starts off. Well, I'm translating from uh, very to uh, there's something inside of me. Yep. It's coming out. Yep. Um, I feel like killing you. Yep. Something about hanger held back too long. Jesus. <laughs> and then it descends into death clock. <laughs> <laughs> Death clock, death clock. Uh, that's the first four lines. There's four more. I've given up. Did, I think did, we've all given up. Did you know? Did you know that this is a song about drugs? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's actually there's something inside me. It's it's coming out. I feel like killing you. Let loose the anger held back too long. My blood runs cold. And through my anatomy dwells another being rooted in my cortex a servant at its bidding brutality now becomes my appetite violence is now a way of life okay. uh, that's, a, that's one of these for Red and Blue um, Cannibal Corpse yes we're in a family movie 
Yeah, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Detective. Hence the popularity of that song over a lot of their other ones. Um, And for your odd one out, this is to blue before Red can guess. Which Mm -hmm. of the following is not? And this, yeah, Paul, having studied this, might know. uh, A song by Cannibal Corpse. Okay. I come blood. Force-fed broken glass. Meat hook sodomy. And, of course, testicle sandwich. Testicle sandwich. (laughs) It's got to be testicle sandwich. Cannibal Corpse song. (laughs) I know this because what you do when you're feeling down, go into HMV, go to the metal section, just look at the albums, just look at look at the back, look at the lyric, look at the work, look at the song titles, and you'll laugh. You'll feel, you'll feel happier. <laughs> that is correct. It was indeed Testicle Sandwich that was uh, not a uh, song by Cannibal Corpse. Okay. Can I so get the end- for saying I've seen that band live as well? How did you survive? It's so. Rough. I'm a metalhead. It's easy. You just sort of flail about, and then everyone else is doing it at roughly the same speed. So you just sort of get with the flow. Right. So at the end of that round, Blue's got eight, and Red has got nine. Ooh. Ooh. not need. So next we have another quickfire round. This one focuses on the video games and consoles of the 90s. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, my, I never play video games. <laughs> Okay, so Afro Ride, Chemical Beats, and One Love are all tracks that featured on Blue. Red. Red. I had Blue first. Wipeout. Wipeout. 1995 game is what I was going to say. Why was the 1994 game Star Fox named Star Wing in the UK? Because there was Blue Bollocks. Uh, I heard Red. (laughs) Blue Bollocks. (laughs) Bollocks. Four Blue Bollocks. Red. (laughs) Because there was already a game called that out here. Indeed. It was a 1987 game, Star Fox on the... Commodore Anyone want to say Commodore yeah, 64? Commodore 64. Okay. And Spectrum and Amstrad. Okay. Failed consoles lineup. Whee. I'll name the year and a game, you say the machine. Okay, so the year of release of this failed console was 1991, and a game on it. It's technically an add-on console, actually. It's not a console. Well, that narrows it down, mate. Yeah, that's kind of a bit. Uh, Ground Zero, Texas. Blue. Blue? It's uh, Sega 32X. No! Red. Red? Mega CD? The Mega CD, indeed. It was going to be one of the two. Yeah, you had a 50-50, really. <laughs> 1991. Zelda's Adventure. Red. Blue. Red. Oh, hang on. I can't tell who I heard first. Oh, this, is a, this is a toss-up. Okay, right. Let's toss a coin. I'm going to toss a coin. Hold on. Let the fates decide... Riveting radio. Yeah. We should maybe fill in with some cannibal corpse. So, uh, Michael Cole. Blue. So, you just say heads or tails? Heads. <laughs> it's the tails. Blue side red. of the coin. Uh, red, answer. Zelda's Adventure 1991. It's the CDI? Correct, Amundo. Uh, 1993. Blonde Justice. Fuck. That was one of the uh, themes of the game. Blue. Blue. I'm going to go for the CD32. So close. It was the 3DO interactive multiplayer. And Blonde Justice was an adults-only game about a woman who is investigating backstage at a strip club. Now, before you say that sounds quite uh, provocative, it's just basically a blue movie. There's almost no interaction whatsoever. 
So <laughs> like plumbers wear ties. Yeah. Except for the obvious interaction. Um, <laughs> oh, with the stick. It does have that, yes. Um, okay. Uh, 1993, Cybermorph. Loop. Loop. A Jaguar. A, Atari Jaguar, indeed. Atari Jaguar. It was bundled with it. Indeed. Uh, 1994, Blazing Heroes. Red. Red. Jaguar CD? New. Red again. Ooh. Red? Saturn? It was the Saturn. Oh, fuck off. That's not a failed console. It totally is. <laughs> it totally is a failed console. Bummer. Okay, uh, oh. 1995. Chakra Kun's Charm Paradise. <laughs> Blue. Blue. Uh, Connex Multisystem. Nope. Anybody? Red? Not a clue. Right, no. this is the Casio Loopy. This was a 32-bit video game console sold exclusively what? in Japan. Released in October 95. Um, yep, that's right. It was unique in that it was marketed entirely to female gamers. The Loopy included a built-in thermal color printer that could be used to create stickers from game screenshots. An optional accessory called the Magical Shop allowed the machine to be used with outside devices such as VCRs and DVD players to obtain images from them, add text, and make stickers from these as well. The Loopy Games Library contained 11 titles, including Bow Wow Puppy Love Story and I Want a Room in Loopy Town. But all those one trips to Japan in the 90s that I did, how, could, how the fuck did I forget that? <laughs> oh, I Seriously. Well, they were putting it to you. Fuck, that so. is a very weird-looking machine. Now, uh, I had to choose this <laughs> carefully because um, so many of them had a word that would give away what the machine was. So, 1995, Waterworld. Uh, blue. Blue. Uh, that's that virtual boy thing. Well done! There we go. It was indeed. Yeah, so, hey, I got one right. That's it. What? what? Something. Well done. Uh, 1998, Dynamite Slugger. Blue. Blue. Oh, fuck. Neo Geo something. AES. Well, it's Neo Geo Pocket. Hmm. No, I can really give you a machine. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the AES is like a $15,000 fucking yeah. arcade system. 1998. Blue Stinger. Red. 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 The Dreamcast. It was indeed. The Dreamcast. Who someone right. recently purchased at the last Gplex. Oh, well done. For a potential seven points, where was each season of Games Master set? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Do we just shout out where they were? Shout out season blah blah and then where, if you want. Season three oil rig? Uh... That was not season three. Season Two. seven, Desert Island. Season seven was Desert Island. Six was in heaven or something. Uh, that was not season six. Five. Five was in heaven, correct. Hey. Two, Two was on a oil rig. Two six was, was on a ship or something. Uh, I don't know, I didn't six it. was not on a ship. Or oh, one was in a sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> was that the first season? Are you saying one was in a sex dungeon? Or yeah, season one, one was in a sex dungeon. No, it was not season one in a sex dungeon. <laughs> uh, an industrial sort of complex was season one, like a factory. No, you might be thinking of season two's oil rig. Church. Oh, right. Church was season well, one, season, indeed. Yeah. Okay, so we, we, haven't got, we haven't got season three yet, the one with Dexter Fletcher. That was actually... No one ever wants to remember that season. Yeah, cast That's your minds back. 
Every wow. time I see that. Place. What? Where's the worst place you could be stuck? The director to fracture. In a lift. <laughs> in prison. In bed. Oh. And then the London Dungeon for the team championships. Okay, so uh, t- season four when Dominic Diamond returned. No one said this one yet. I remember the time. Before he went to heaven. Oh, he's hell. in hell. hell. Correct. Who said that? I was, that was actually Michael. He said, oh, he's in hell. But, well, yeah, we both did, really. So Blue, Either way, Blue got it. And number six was just before he got to the desert island. We said six. It's heaven. No, that was five. It's heaven. Oh. Was he uh, on a boat? Motherfucker. No, I said boat. It and was I very I sea-related. A pirate ship. No, it was Atlantis. <laughs> okay, and finally, what was the Nintendo 64 Kids, you know the one I'm talking about, other Christmas present? Oh, God. If you watch bike. the video for a bit longer, it, he definitely opens another one. It's not a bike, no. A rumble pack. And no one's shouting out their team colours anymore. <laughs> Blue, My Little Pony. No. <laughs> uh, no, it was a remote pit control. fighter on the snares. It was a remote control car. <laughs> So Dude, basically, that kid had the best fucking Christmas. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. He opens up and he goes, "It's a remote control car," and it's like he's trying to be nice about it, but he's just so chuffed about his N64 that he can't really be excited. Do it, Mater. Save it till next Christmas. Nothing can possibly follow the Nintendo 64. Told you. Okay, so at the end of that round, Blue Team's got 15, Red Team's got 16. Everything's still to play for. The next round is Backwards to the Future. Eight song fragments play backwards. Anyone can answer for one point, an extra point for both the artist and the year of release. But if you guess wrong, I will hand it to the other team. Red. Red. The Lion King, uh, Circle of Life. It is indeed the Lion King, Circle of Life. Let me download them all. Also, yep. yeah, go for it. putting a Disney track into the guy who did the year of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> that was an easy one because it sounds the same backwards and forwards. But you're going to ask what year now, and I'm. It's got a, it's yeah, got I'm going to need the year. And if you want an extra point, I'm going to need the year and the, uh, the composer. Uh. It's is it ninety three and it's Tim Rice and Elton John. It's ninety four on Tim Rice and Elton John. I was going to say ninety four. And what? Hang on. Why can't we get a point for that? Hang on. Well, the Paul, you didn't didn't pipe up. Well, no. I I thought Red Team were answering. They were they were allowed to answer. And if they got it wrong, which he did, I would have. True. Okay. Well, you know what? (coughs) Boo earns. I know, fail. I'll give you one. No, no, I I believe you'd have got that one. I have 94, Elton John. Okay. It's actually Elton John and Tim Rice. Would you have said, and Tim Rice? Me, personally, yes, I would have said it. I personally would have said Elton John and Tim Rice in 1994, but, okay. I I can't prove that I, I can't prove that, unfortunately. Okay. (laughs) I just looked at what it is. (laughs) 
<laughs> Red. Uh, Mortal Kombat from Mortal Kombat. Red. Year and composer. Oh. Composer. <laughs> 95 and... Oh, I don't know. Aphex uh, Twin. I have no, no idea. No, it's... Um, if it's... Uh, is it the one from the film, so it'd be... Uh, Utah Saints? Blue, you want to go with this one? Neither of them have got it. I, I, they made a Mortal Kombat movie? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so hang on, what what year was wrong? What, what, no, the year was correct, but the oh, uh, composer wasn't correct. Some twat. No, I've no idea. It wasn't so some you, twat. It no, was, relaxed his It dad. was Techno Syndrome. <laughs> no, never. Wow. Can you imagine that? Yeah, when I was a, when I was a young lad, kids, I was oh, in a band called Techno Syndrome. I'll be able to say... Kids, I saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation in the cinema and lived to tell the tale. So did I. I was so disappointed. Do you know who they switched Christopher Lambert with? Uh, This guy that plays um, Dexter's dad. Yeah, James Remar, the warrior himself. I'd like to withdraw my answer. It's not Mortal Kombat, it's Mortal Kombat! And if you like Mortal Kombat and funny things, listen to the We Hate Movies review of Mortal Kombat, one of the funniest podcasts I've heard this year. I want to go to a Mortal Kombat themed resort. Oh, <laughs> a little hungry after dinner? Here's something to cool your appetite. Sub-Zero's ice cream. <laughs> Delicious blueberry flavors. <laughs> Top-notch laser eye surgery. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> Wherever they get the robot eyes. In the mood for a midnight snack? Why not come down to Scorpion's fire grill? It'll make you be saying, get over here. <laughs> Blue. Red. I heard blue first. Hang on, I've got to stop the damn thing now. <laughs> um, it's um, Spice Real. Up Your Life by the Spice Girls. Indeed, what year? Dude. Paul, any idea? Um, trying to think. This played in 1997. Spice Girls album. So this played on the movie as well. So yes, it was indeed 97. You get two yes! points for that. Good yeah, work. <clears throat> okay, uh, ready with D? Hang on. Uh, I'm actually not going to listen to these myself because the sudden blast of music means that I can't hear who's shouting out. Okay, stand down and we'll go. Ready on D. Three, two, one, go. Oh, blue. Blue. That's the awesome uh, culture beat with I Am Mr. Vane. And what year? Oh, that's well early. 90... I'm going 93. Correctamunda. Boom. Bitches. Booer. I know what I want and I want it now. I want I you. I want you. I'm Mr. Vane. Okay. Ready with E? I love that song. Dude, can we just play that whole song? We can, She yeah. was Mr. Vane. No, no. It was the it was the dude who comes up later in the song. Uh, call me, uh, call me Raider, call me. Call me Raider, call me one, call me insane, call me Mr. Vane. 
call me what you want. As long as you call me. Time and again. <laughs> okay, just, he'll give you SEX of plenty. Fucking air, bitches. This is what parties were like when I was 13. They were rubbish. <laughs> no, they weren't. They were, they were highly charged sexual affairs. You, you were really going to different parties to me. Uh, where are you, Mr. Bane? I am Mr. Bane. And I want you. <laughs> he knows what he wants, and he wants it now. Yeah, I want you. He wants a better Doctor Who game. <laughs> Basically, you know, Christmas list. All right. Okay. Well, I'm done with Mr. Vane? Uh, I'm never done with Mr. Vane. Oh, was hours ago, anyway. <laughs> okay, everybody ready with E, as yep. Shaman said. Counts in. Okay, three, two, one, go. Fucking awful! It's, it's it's the flip side of Mr. Vane. It's Sleeping Satellite by Tams and Archer. What year? Oh, ninety-four. I don't know. It was ninety-two. You only get one point for that, especially because you said it was awful because it was brilliant. Oh, it's Sh- awful. Brilliant. Whining shit. Such a talented woman. <laughs> Correct. That's one point. Everybody ready with F? Yep, yep, yep. Three, two, one, go. Oh, blue. Red. Blue. The worst Christmas number one of all time, Mr. Blobby, Mr. Blobby. (laughs) What year? 91. No, it was 93, just one. Oh, wrong name again, Michael. Close. Uh, it was indeed voted the worst uh, Christmas number one by HMV. G. Now this one's actually playing forwards and it's from a video game from the early 90s and it's fucking brilliant. I'm going to listen to it with you. Just say when. Just 
funky. I know this. Red. Red. Streets of Rage. Well done. What's the composer and year? Oh, no. Right. Original Streets of Rage was... 92? And I I don't know the composer. Hey, uh, do Blue want to have a guess with uh, the composer? Good not Japanese bloke. Oh, no, that, that Japanese man. That Japanese Sega man. It was Yuzo Koshiro in 1991. Oh, how the hell did I not get that? Oh, Shame on me. Of course. But yeah, it's awesome. It's called Beatnik on the Ship. Uh, okay, but I wouldn't expect you to remember the name of, of, of all the Japanese titles. Of, of all the it's Japanese. It's not Caden Ridge. It's not Caden Ridge. Nah. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> Okay, so everybody ready with H? Yep. 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 Three, two, one, go. Red. Red. WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, how did I not get that? <laughs> From WWF Superstars. Indeed. What year? 93? You're probably talking... No, it was 93. You were absolutely right. Hey! 93. It's 93. It's time for WrestleMania. It's the, it's the line in the first, uh, the beginning of it. <laughs> this is what it should sound like. I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series? One. Who will survive? Uh, 
Oh, 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 oh. I'm Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Get you in the ring. I'll show you how to get beat up. I had the whole album. It was awesome. I didn't really bad. <laughs> it is we, still awesomely bad. We can take some <laughs> consolation from the fact that most of them are dead now. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I love some of these guys. Oh, I, hate so I hated wrestling. I'm sorry. I, I hated wrestling when I was a kid. It was awful. I hate it now. It's awful. I loved it then. God I love awful. It now. I still love it now. <laughs> I'm actually I'm I'm wearing my Galamania t-shirt, which is the only crossover of My Little Pony and wrestling you will ever see. I'm wearing my British bulldog pants. Hot, just Before pants. He did die. Okay, so at the end of that round, Blue have twenty-two, very few, and Red have twenty-one. What? Still very close. This is probably the closest one we've done so far. The next is another quickfire round, all about the best TV show of the 1990s. The Simpsons. At least you didn't say Seinfeld. I don't know anything about Seinfeld. I wouldn't know how to even start with questions on that. The answer is Kramer. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Racist. (laughs) (laughs) In Radio Bart, what was the name of the pretend little boy who got trapped down the well? Blue. Blue? Little Timmy. Timmy. O'Toole. Correct. Boom. In Homer the Great, who made Steve Gutenberg a star? Blue, the Stonecutters. Correct. In Marge vs. the Monorail, what was Mr. Burns' assumed identity at the meeting? Blue. Blue? Mr. Snrub. Correct. <laughs> In Lisa's first word, what was Lisa's first word? Red. Red. Daddy. Ooh. No, that was Maggie's first word. Lisa's first word was Bart. Lisa's first word was, was, of course, Cox. (laughs) Oh, God! In 2001 Greyhounds, what was Mr. Burns' vest made of? Blue. Blue. See, my vest, see, my vest made of real gorilla chest. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) In Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner, who owns the Planet Springfield restaurant? Blue. Blue. It can only be um, Rainier Wolfcastle, surely. It's not only Rainier Wolfcastle. It's Rainier Wolfcastle, Chuck oh. Norris, Johnny Carson's third wife, and the Russian Mafia. Oh, dude, come on. I get You're a quarter close. of a point, surely. Okay, I'll give you a quarter of a point. <laughs> According to Millhouse in Homie the Clown, where is Kirk Van Houten a pretty big wheel? Blue, the Cracker Factory. Blue, the Cracker Factory. <laughs> in Treehouse of Horror 10, what, when would Radioactive Man wear a smock with his face on it? Halloween. In Bart Gets an Elephant, what was the unusual check made out of? Blue. Uh, ivory. Blue. It was indeed ivory. <laughs> In Brother from Another Series, who was Sideshow Bob's brother? Oh, Red. Red? It was David Hyde Pierce. Correct. No, that was correct. I've been watching Frasier. Frasier. <laughs> who voices soulless business automaton Lindsay Nagel? Uh, no idea. It's the wonderful Tress McNeil. She's mom in Futurama. Lindsay Nagel's the one who's like, flavor sauce. In Home of the Vigilante, who chased the Irish out of Springfield? Red. Red. Jebediah Springfield? No, it was Grandpa, Abe oh. Simpson. 
In Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy, who posed briefly as Abe's son, and why did the ruse fail? Blue. Blue. Was it Hans Molman? No, it was Barney. Oh, right. I think Hans Molman did, did pose as a young boy at one point, though. Uh, in why, Beyond... why, why did the ruse fail? Oh, uh, he passed out drunk. Oh, it's Barney, isn't he? In Beyond Blunderdome, who was the real villain nobody suspected? Blue? Oh, Mel Gibson in it. And it wasn't racist Mel Gibson. Blue. Blue? Um, is it um, Hank Scorpio? No, it's the dog with the shifty eyes. Oh, okay. In Bart After Dark, what was Homer wearing when he misplaced his pants? <laughs> it was in place of his pants. It was a grocery bag. <laughs> From a Homer bad man, name at least one of the thousand uses for wax lips. Blue, uh, a, a, a music substitute for your own lips, or something along, something along those lines. What, a humorous substitute for your own lips. What was the title of the 200th episode, and who guessed it? Red, was the guest Michael Jackson? No, that was... Unless, I can, unless I'm much mistaken, Michael Jackson was in... Uh, oh, God. It's the one where Homer's insane. Yeah. yeah. Stark raving dad. Yeah, and that's way before the 200th. Okay. That's like season three. Um, no, it was uh, Trash of the Titans, and it was Steve Martin. It's the one with the garbage man can. Uh, in Bart of Darkness, when Bart panics and dials the police to report a crime, what does he mistakenly select? Oh, um, blue. Yep. Um, is it regicide? Regicide. Correct. Bloody hell, where did that come out of my brain? So at the end of that round, blue team have 30 and a quarter points. Yep, yep, that quarter's important. And red are trailing with 22. I am so sorry, guys. I didn't realise when when I put that down that blue would be such... Would have such boners for The Simpsons. Do you know the horrible thing? I don't like The Simpsons. <laughs> I can't freaking stand The Simpsons. <laughs> so sorry. I should actually have asked, but that's why I did. I did check with you guys. Would you be okay with The Simpsons round? I think it is kind of a cultural point of the nineties. So. It really is. I was looking through all the TV of the nineties, and there's some begin some good stuff. Like X Files, obviously, was rather good, um, but just Simpsons beat, beats all comers. The Simpsons at its peak as well. Yeah, yeah. Unlike WrestleMania. Anyway. <laughs> Silence. Some might say that that was actually the peak of WrestleMania. No, there was no peak. Anyway. <laughs> late, ni- late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I was about to say it's the Attitude Era. Okay, so next we have the intros round. Michael, you have three intros for Paul there. One point for the song name and another for the artist and year. Okay, so here's the first one. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Preemptive red. Oh, uh, it's REM Shiny Happy People. Correct. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, God. Um, 92? I don't know. I don't know the year. Sorry. No, it's 91. Uh, I was, wasn't too far. You got one point. Um, uh, Reg, you don't have to shout out. You basically, if Paul doesn't know it, I'll pass it across.
Okay, next, Michael. Okay, right. Paul? Um, what? Do you want to go on this one? Hang on. I know, but uh, look, they're trailing by so much. We've got to give them as much chances as we can at this point. Paul, no, only, Paul, have a proper guess. The only th- no, no, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to pass. Red, do you want to have a go? Not a clue. It's, oh. I, I will even give them a clue. It has taken off a very famous skateboarding game. Oh look, I'm doing a grind on the wall in the school. Oh look at that! It's Gorilla Radio by Way to Get the Machine. Lights out! Gorilla Radio. Turn that shit up. Turn that shit up. Okay. Oh third one if you will right Neil? No, no, no clue. It, this is where my embarrassing level of 90s pop comes into play. Uh, uh-huh. Gina G, who are uh, just a little bit. Well done, sir. What year? 95. Oh, oh it's a little bit later. It was 96. Ah, I don't care. He got Gina G from that. Uh, bravo, sir. Oh, well. yeah, cause, yeah, because it was a great rendition. It was. Of the intro to the song. <laughs> For Neil prepared. I'm sorry, Neil. Are you ready for this, Neil? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dig. Dig. Ding, 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 ding. Nothing now? Dig. Bear in mind, put... 90s heavy metal guy. It's oh. one of Bootsy's finest moments. I didn't just want to fill it with heavy metal. I know, but I'm completely lost. 
Okay. The only uh, thing I can think Michael. of is tune in, turn on, cop out. Nah. Michael? I got it. Um, it's the peanut butter mix of uh, D-Light's Groovers in the Heart. It isn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know about the peanut butter mix, but it's the one that I can't, and the one I've listened to over and over again. Uh, that's it, yeah, the peanut butter mix is the only one that's got Booty Collins on it. Dig! And, uh, the year? Oh, Christ. Um, cool. Any idea? No, it's, it's super early. I'm going... Ben, vaguely. Don't even remember it, really. 92? <laughs> it was 90. Okay, Matt, go for your next one. Unfortunately, Remember, it came out the same as that shitty film? That that film that did not feature a certain lizard starting with G. Oh, crap. Is it 96? Fuck! <laughs> it's 98. Uh, it was after Independence Day. It can't have been, yeah, it can't have yeah. been 96 because it was directed by Roland Emmerich and that was yeah. Independence Day was 95. And technically it was metal because it's based on Kashmir. Of course, one of the greatest goddamn rock songs ever made. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was 98, and I'd say it's high time we're due another decent Godzilla film, wouldn't you, sir? Hmm. Yes. Sidebar, I did enjoy the new Godzilla film a hell of a lot more than the Roland Emmerich film, although nowhere near as much as Pacific Rim. Possible podcasts coming at some point? Maybe we'll review both of them. Matthew, your third and final. Neil, I'm sorry. Ding 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 Suddenly it's the fine young cannibal. It's not, but <laughs> would this be a song that features very few lyrics by any chance? No, it's got loads no. of lyrics. Damn, sing girls. No, uh, I'm lost then. Paul, Matt, sorry, Paul, Mark, Paul, Neil, Paul, <laughs> anybody? <laughs> this is going well.
Michael and Paul. Any chance? Any there? Paul and Michael. <laughs> Michael and Paul. Michael. Is that way around? I, I mentioned that I've given up coffee for the week. My brain cannot focus. Hence the writing of these questions. Michael, Paul, any guesses? I think I might know it. Yeah. I think. Okay. C- can you get, can you give us the intro? Just one one more little blast. Oh, Matt! Now you've got to help your enemies get points. Okay, then. Right. If, if is it? Nope. Is that it? Nope. No. Just have your guess. <laughs> All right, King B back by Dope Demand. No. All right, balls. It was Sailor V by Bewitched. Oh, God. <laughs> 1998. I wouldn't even admit to knowing that, but I know that. Basically because it's on Dead or Alive at Dream Beach Volleyball. Team. No, what? Of course it is. I get down from the treehouse sitting in the sky I wanna know just what I do Is it very big? Is there room for two? I got a house with the windows and doors I'll show you mine show me yours Gotta let me in Hey, hey, hey Let the fun begin Hey, I'm a wolf today Hey, hey, hey I'll hop, I'll hop, I'll hop, I'll hop, I'll hop You away At the end of that round, Blue still way ahead with 32 and one quarter, and Red, not too far behind, 24. Uh, you could feasibly win, still. Next up, by popular demand, is the return of Badly Drawn Boy. This one has a twist in that the artistic classmate of my five-year-old daughter has rendered four sets of movie posters. You have to guess them all for two points, and for a further two, put them in order of their box office success. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm just going to send you one file, which is the... Dig. Mama. Okay, so we're going to go with blue first. There you go. This is for blue team first. So yeah, once, once you've guessed what they are, you had to put them in order from left to right of box office success with the highest grossing on the right. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Paul, have you got it, yeah? I have now. Okay. You know right. what it. <laughs> I know <laughs> one. Oh my god! Oh wow! That's better than I'm doing. What? So okay, hang on. We're supposed to. So just to clarify, we need to guess the pick. Wait, I got films. one. First thing you got to do is guess what these four films are from their posters. Just get that one done first. I've probably got the same one as Michael though. All right, hey, Michael. Okay. How are you? How are you doing here? Right. There's two I've, points I've, at I've, stake I've, for guessing all four of these. I've got the first one. Definitely. Yeah. What's the first one? First one is Be- Bill, uh, Beavis and Butter Do America. And Butter Do America. Correct. Yeah. I'm uh, going to go. The second one is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> that was an 80s movie. No. Was it? Oh, right. Hmm. Bogus Journeys in the 90s, but. No, but that would have death on it. Yeah, it would. Because I have the, the album <laughs> soundtrack. The one on the bottom is a woman. Oh, well, obviously. I think the pink gave that away. Yeah, that's that how this is, child's mind That but. is just sexist. God, children today. I think I might know the far right one. <laughs> Feel free to chime in, because I haven't got a fucking clue. 
Neil, do you want to say on the right one? or Unless Paul wants to have a go on the right one. No, I don't know. Neil? Is it Lord of the Flies? It is not Lord of the Flies. Hmm. Is the kid who drew this a particularly special child? <laughs> yes, yes he is. <laughs> like troubled at home. Yes, I am. <laughs> no one's having to guess at three. I, I, I'm not looking at three. I don't. I don't want it to exist in my universe. <laughs> I'll hazard a guess at three. If no one else gets, have a go. Have a go, go for it. Is it the mask? It is not the mask. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start describing what this is. Uh, the second one is a woman lying on a man. Really. It looks like the woman lying down and the man sort of behind her. Standing up, smiling in front of some sort of building. Well, that blue thing on the left-hand side is the man's leg. He's just sort of sitting there with the woman lying on him. (laughs) (laughs) What's the light blue thing? That's a building. Oh, of course. (laughs) I'm going to have to... She's having a good time. I'm going to have to call time in this. I've got a fucking... Clue. I'm just I'm pleased not. I got one. Okay. I don't, any, don't know any of them. Right. Uh, it's. Right. Well, we've fallen down if we can't put them in the right order. Number four. Yeah. All of the people. I mean, I'm assuming they're people, but they all seem to have three legs or huge penises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Whoa, four. Is it's hang on. It's is that like the full Monty or something? That is correct. Okay, oh, there we go. Oh, Thank oh, Christ. Sweet. There we go. <laughs> so um, Monty and Beavis and Butthead do America. Yeah. Like, they do not have their penises out in the. Case. Case. <laughs> well, this child was disturbed by the film. He actually watched it. Um, the third one. Uh, it's somebody with their hand to their face and being very scared. Oh, scream! Oh, like scream! Correct. Yeah. Christ. Uh, okay. And the four, the second one, Paul, are going to have to say you really, really like this film. Oh God! Oh God! That doesn't really mean anything. It could be anything. Um, Is it Benny and June? No, I don't. I've never even seen Benny and June. The. The gap between them and the buildings is the River Wine, to be found in Vienna. Oh, right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Before sunrise. Okay. It's indeed before sunrise, but I can't oh, believe it. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, man. Okay, so yeah. now you guys need to put Beavis and Butthead to America, Before Sunrise, Scream, and The Full Monty into correct order. Of, of what? Uh, of a box office success with which one made the in, most money. Which, where? Worldwide? Worldwide. Or? Global. Global, okay. So, so you don't show how much they made, just which one. Well, I'm going to say that before sunrise is probably the the the, the lowest lower end of the spectrum. Okay, I would guess. I'd agree. Far, far left for before sunrise. Uh, let's see. Probably Beavis then and Beavis and Butt Be- Beavis and Butthead after that. Butt bed. <laughs> Beavis and Butt bed after that. Uh, now I don't know. Obviously, the full Monty was massive in the UK, but I don't necessarily think that that entirely translates to outside the UK. I think it's. I think it did pretty well, but uh, I'd have probably have said if I was a betting man, I'd have said which I'm not. I'd have said uh, it would go the full Monty then scream. But I, I that's the way. I, I'm definitely. So I'm certain that, that I've got the well. I think the other two are right, but I just said that. So, uh, before sunrise, Beavis and Butter do America, the full Monty scream. 
I okay. defer to my something along that. You may now download the answer. <laughs> Which way is this running? Lowest to high? Uh, yeah, lowest on the left, highest on the right. Got it right. Oh, yes. <laughs> All got it absolutely <laughs> slap bang correct. Yeah. Uh, it was indeed before sunrise. Oh, Jesus. Uh, cost $2.5 million and made a whopping $5 million. Hey, that's. 100%. It doubled its money. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead Do America, uh, made in 1996, cost $12 million, made $63 million. Full Monty, 1997, cost $3 million, made $160 million. Dang. And Scream, late 96, cost $15 million, made $173 million. And they have since changed the cover. Yeah, that's, it's much more sort of people sitting and staring, mm. staring at you with that Dimension Films horror movie type thing. Mm. You know you're in for a good time with Dimension. Mm. Um, okay, so Red. Is that like written writ large on their door when you go into their offices? If you feel <laughs> like you'll have a good time with Dimension. If you collected all of their movies and put them together, they would look identical. Okay, so uh, Red Team, this is your four. Let's have a look what terror you have wrought upon them. <laughs> Hell, what are these? <laughs> Is one of those Super Mario Brothers? No. Okay. It's the first one, Flubber. Correct. Hey. (laughs) Need to get at least one more to get one. Is the second? Is the second one Inspector Gadget? It is Inspector (laughs) Gadget. We have number four is a man playing with a little tiny doll. I presume. (laughs) What? film has a little tiny doll in it I don't know well there's doll man Chucky but it's not Chucky uh, she's not a doll that's just oh. perspective okay is it BFG it is not the BFG he's not a giant she's just sort of draped in a kind of a Frank Franzetta way at his feet while he looks like a total badass with his giant dong thing it's a sword uh, it's not a sword it's not a sword it's kind of like a sword. He's missing his boomstick. Oh, is it? Um, oh, it's Army of Darkness. It is indeed Army of Darkness. <laughs> Good God. And the last one. This last one will let you another point. What the little red thing is. It looks like a doll or a person. That's what I Yeah. If it's a person, that makes... If it's a full-size person, what does that make the grey thing? That's what I said. Is it? A, is it the? Big oh, I know what it is, Michael. You're not allowed to say anything. Let Red have this. They didn't do a King Kong in the nineties, did they? Yeah, oh. no, yeah, I know what it is. There's a reason yeah, you picked what it is. number two is picked for a specific reason as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it. hang on. Is it the? Um, is it the Iron Giant? It is correct. The Iron Giant. Oh, yes. Well done, Matt. Well done. Right now, you have to put these four in specific order. Oh dear. Lord. Which made the least? Which made the most? Why do I get a horrible feeling that it's going to be something stupid like Flubber? You know, you know it's going to be something stupid. <laughs> it's going to be like, Army of Darkness is going to be the lowest one. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, something, that, there's a more depressing, because Army of Darkness isn't that good anyway, but there's a more depressive <laughs> uh, thing at work here anyway. Well, uh, no, I, think I, can, I think I can hazard a guess what the, what the, the least one is anyway. It's Iron uh, Giant, isn't it? Because yes. everyone loves it and it didn't do very Almost much. certainly the least. All right, well, Shall we say then um, Iron Giant, Army of Darkness, Flubber, and Inspector Gadget? 
I think Flubber did better inspect than the Inspector Gadget, so switch those two. So you're saying Iron Giant, Army of Darkness, Inspector Gadget, Flubber. Yes. Yeah. Let's see if you're right. Oh! Oh! I knew it'd be that! Then why didn't you say so? <laughs> did, I said it's going to be depressing that the Army of Darkness is going to be the bottom one, because it's actually a good film. Iron Giant is one of those classics that no one seemed to have ever seen, but everyone raves about. Inspector Gadget is a raving pile of fucking shit. And I'm kind of okay with Flubber. You still get a point for that, because you got two of them right. Okay, uh, Iron Giant uh, cost up... It says between 50 and 70 million, and it made 31 million. That's oh, depressing. Crime. Crime, Army of Darkness cost 13 million and only made 21 million, so it made slightly less than the Iron Giant, but of course it didn't lose as much. Inspector Gadget cost 90 million and made 134 million. They made a profit on that. Good God. Every single person who went to see that gormless, brain dead piece of shit could have gone to see the Iron Giant instead and made it a extremely successful film. 160 million, that would have been. And of course, Flubber from 1997 cost 80 million and made 177 million because Robin Williams was the flavor of the month at that point. Robin Williams, who was of course not long for this world. I'm still debating as to whether Sharon and I should release our Mrs. Doubtfire review. So yeah, on that depressing note, brings us to the next line's final round. Each team will have one minute to get as many of these as possible, and don't say pass, or I'll run out of questions like last time. (laughs) Okay, so just to be aware of your scores, red, 27, blue have 35 and one quarter. If they win by that one quarter, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> we shall see. I might do a tiebreaker in that instance. Right. Blue team, you ready? Uh, As we'll ever be. Yep. Okay. Right. Ready? I've been drawn into your magnet tar pit trap. No idea. Pass. Pass. I wish I could eat your cancer when you turn black, heart-shaped Oof. box Nirvana. Libraries give us power. Uh, then and then work came and set made us free. Correct. Uh, designed for life, Manor Street preachers. I get knocked down, but, but I get, I get up, up again. again. You never even get me down. Top thumping Chumbawamba. Imagination. Life is your creation. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> it's come on, Barbie. Let's go party. She couldn't quite explain it. They'd always just been there. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Crash test dummies. Why you got to play that song so loud? Because, because we want, want to. to. Because, because we want, want to. <laughs> Someone shoot that bitch. Test your might. <laughs> no idea. Test oh. your might. Mortal Kombat! It's going to be a fine night tonight. It's going to be a fine day tomorrow. Opus 3. And finally, you better hope and pray that you make it safe. Better hope and pray... No, I don't know. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> own world. Back you to better, your own uh, world. Right, Stay Shakespeare's world. sister. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Red team, you ready? Yep. Because <laughs> blue got four on that, so they've got 39 and a quarter. So basically we have to get all these right. You have to get 12. And how many questions are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven... And there was one that Blue didn't have time for, so I'll put that 
So in short, we've got to get more, right? Basically, yeah, uh, we got 60 seconds. And you're going to have to work like fuck on this one. Ready? <laughs> yep. Three, two, one, go. Can I kick it? Yes, you yes, can. Yes, you can. Correct. Don't speak. I, I know just what you're saying. So please stop explaining. Correct. Yeah, everyone's got to... Yeah, everyone's got to have the sickness. But everyone seems to need the cure. Correct. Sucker's love is heaven sent. Doesn't matter. The lift is always full of piss. (laughs) (laughs) The fifth floor landing smells of fish. Kitty ran up and scratched me through my jeans. Fuck you, Kitty. You're going to spend the night outside. President of the USA. Hey, boy... Take a look at me. Let me dirty up your mind. Queer garbage. Hey, hey, don't pay no mind. Hey, hey, don't pay no mind. You're under 18, you won't be doing any tai yang. Night, night after day, black flowers blossom. Boom shakalak. Fearless on my breath. (laughs) Okay, so at the end of one minute, you got three, giving you a healthy 30 points. Were it not for the Simpsons round, you guys might have won, actually, on that one. Can can I just say thank you very much indeed for putting in uh, the pulp tune from uh, Train Spotting there, <laughs> Mile End, which is fucking amazing and very underrated. Let's finish on that one, shall we? It's a wonderful song. Um, so the the three that you guys missed out just for fun, uh, your Mac, the Mac Dad will make you jump, jump. Correct, crisscross. Yellow Man in Timbuktu. Oh. It's um, it's the Spice Girls. Yeah, it's colour for both me and you. Yeah, doesn't. I mean, even though the the the, uh, the song is basically an update of what we need is a great big melting pot, it's still uncomfortable to listen to. And um, all right, uh, suckers love is heaven sent as you pucker up our passion spent. That's every me, every you by placebo. Every you, every me by placebo. Um, and finally, and I believe in me, and I believe in you, and I believe in me, and I believe in you, and I believe in me, and I believe in you. And you know I believe in love. Yes. <laughs> By the Utah Saints. Thank you guys very, very much for coming on. The winners are Blue Team with Yay. 39 and one yes. quarter Yay. points. Somehow we won. <laughs> and you guys all did fucking fantastically. I don't think I'd have even scored that highly myself. Hey, I'm just I'm just laughing because I got... He throws in one Metallica question. I get it right. <laughs> Well, that, that was definitely a, a Neil question. Okay. Right, so we are going to finish on Mile End by Pulp from the Train Spotting soundtrack, which I recommend everyone track down. It's brilliant. And thank you very much to my guests, Michael Fox of the Little Metal Dog Show. Do you want to pimp your stuff? Um, yeah, littlemetaldog.com for all of your game reviewy and podcasting needs. And if you feel like checking out the games that we make, uh, there's sprocketgames.co.uk as well. Yay! Neil from Game Burst, pimp your thing. (laughs) 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 What do you want to pimp? (laughs) No, Neil. You can find me over at gameburst.co.uk where we bring you our weekly news show and our weekly roundtable and sometimes a quiz as well. And Matt and Paul, have you got anything you'd like to pimp? No, you can find me on the internet. (laughs) Matt, thank you very much for coming on your first Gonzo. Was it fun? It was, definitely. Thank you. Cool. And oh. thank you, Matt, for carrying my arse for most of that round. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Well, yeah, 90s pop trivia, uh, it's a, that, that, that's, um, that's 
that's something that will get you through. I've completely gone. No coffee. It's too difficult. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. I will leave you with Pulp Mile End.